Welcome to Postcast, the Utah Jazz. I don't know what just happened, but they've beat the Golden State Warriors in one of the most remarkable finishes in Jazz history, frankly. Stockton stole the ball against the Chicago Bulls and went the length of the court for a layup to win it. This one's going to go right down with that, other than maybe not nearly as important a game as that one. But this was a finish to be remembered for the ages for the Utah Jazz. And we're talking about it coming up next on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone with you here on Postcast tonight. And, and Ron, really, I, I have no idea what happened. We probably should walk, try to walk through it. But what, what's your thoughts and emotions right now? I'm, I'm, well, I'm, not, I'm surprised on how everything felt to fall into place and everything did fall into place. I got a chance to see the deflection. It looked like Alexander Walker was the one that deflected the, the inbounds pass from the backside, ended up in the right hands to the point where the Jazz could go down there and, and get a dunk to finish the basketball game, not a, a low-percentage shot or a shot that you had to take from 15 feet away because the clock was running down. They actually got a dunk, a high-percentage shot at the rim. And, the, and, and this, we start walking through the amount of plays that were made late in this game. Even, so on that play alone, the amount of guys that made the right play is obviously Alexander Walker overplaying and, and knocking away from Jordan Poole. It was not a very good pass by Ty Jerome. It was low and kind of at his knees. Kelly Olenek's involved coming off of Ty Jerome. He was guarding on the inbound, comes back and bothers the play. It ricochets to Beasley, who alertly knows it's a one-point game because he just missed the, made the three. Fontecchio, who is, this is interesting, I never thought about this, he's in the backcourt because the Warriors had put two guys in the backcourt, two guys in the frontcourt to create space for Jordan Poole to get the ball, and Fontecchio astutely now just goes right to the rim. Yeah, now it's a two-on-one break. Right. You know, to the point, and and perfectly executed, nicely, nice bounce pass right to Fontecchio. Surprised, though, that he didn't finish with a one-handed layup or something like that. He went two-handed dunk and maybe you know that's the way to do it to make sure if you get fouled you're gonna you know get to the free throw and you might get a three-point play out of it but well executed play so a un a, a just a remarkable finish and it even stems back to the play before alexander walker drives the lane has a wide open layup the warriors defense is really stopped to a, and, and is really willing to let up that layup because then you're up still up by two and you have to make one Two free throws, you win it, or you make one free throw, and it's a three. You really your chances of losing at that point are almost zero. Alexander Walker kicks it out to Beasley. I have Ron, you have heard me say for years when you are down four late in games, you have to shoot a three. It's really your only chance to win the game. And Alexander Walker kicks to Beasley, and he hits the three to make it a one point game. That's a vital play in all of this, and it's Will Hardy's coaching that does that right. Will Hardy might have not had the greatest close to the Phoenix game this time. There's a very slim, limited chance to win this basketball game. Your win probability was floating at about 2%, and he did all the th- – that, that was coached, and that was the right play. Okay, so Alexander Walker made two great plays in that sequence, in, in, in the closing seconds of this ball game. The deflection and, and, and the, that left-handed you – know, we've talked about this before. You want to – is he left-handed or right-handed? Right. That was a left-handed pass that did not touch the right hand to the corner to Beasley to knock down that three-point shot. And, and so he made – that was a spectacular play. And as you mentioned, they were thinking, okay, eyes out. And you knew you needed a three-point shot made. And the Jazz were able to get it. There are so many different things to talk about this game. The finish is going to have a lot to do with it. Part of this finish is that Jordan Clarkson drives to the basket on back-to-back plays. Does not get a call. This, particularly on Jonathan Kaminga, does not get a call late. He gets frustrated as his 
12-foot shot goes four feet. Kaminga grabs it. Clarkson grabs Kaminga aggressively. They, like, Kaminga takes exception. Clarkson squares up in a boxer's pose. And the call, which I still am not entirely sure, I'm going to have to find out why, was that was a flagrant two on Jordan Clarkson for hitting high toward the head of Kaminga, which gave the Warriors... Two free throws and the ball, and virtually, I thought, ended the game at that point. I right. said it on the air. You I go, that's it. it. Like, you, that's it. Like, you're now 24 seconds left, down two. They have two free throws, and they have the ball. You, you're dead to rights. And um, and Kaminga only makes one of the two free throws, and then Kelly Olenek steals it from Clay Thompson. Yeah, this is probably one of the most exciting games I've been involved in the last two minutes. It's because of the unexpected uh, and and the, the scenario was certain things had to happen, and it never happens. This has to happen in order to make this work or anything like that. You, you spelled it out over the air, and it had to. Those things had to happen in order to win, but that stuff never happens. I don't care, you know, how good you are, who, what kind of team you are. Those scenarios just never seem to fall into place. It does. Uh, Forrest G, who's a regular contributor on our chat room says that Coach Hardy said in the interviews that the refs explained that Clarkson uh, swiped Kaminga across the face. He says he doesn't see it in replays. I really never got a good replay, so that's I'm at a pretty limited moment here to be able to comment on that. Did you see anything of that sort? I did not. I did not. So weird. Like, how no. could Mark Davis, who's called 174 playoff games and 18 NBA Finals mm-hmm. games, like, I, don't, I, I, I can't imagine he would make that up. Well, the lower body contact that was made by Kaminga's on Clarkson. If that would have been called, none of this would have right. would happened. Well, it w- that, so thank goodness it was called because we got the craziest finish <laughs> exactly. we've, we've ever seen. Uh, truly remarkable finish. The other part of the game that's really interesting and worth kind of going back to in a basketball sense, and I, I, it's not nearly as exciting, but the Jazz trailed this game 69-66 at half. Brian Bailey joins us at halftime on radio. And, and I said, what do, you, what do you need to do differently? Like, what is your thoughts on the offense? And he's like, we've got to drive the lane play off two feet, and pass out to shooters. We, we, and I said, are the Warriors making it difficult to get there, or are they available? He said, they are available. It was really short and sweet. And the Jazz came out off that coaching and hit seven threes in the third quarter to take control of this game, 100-91, or at least seemingly because then they lost control of the game. But that, that, that adjustment is symbolic of what we've seen out of this team all year long. Yeah, Outscoring thirty-four to twenty-two in that in that quarter, only to get outscored in the fourth quarter, thirty-two to twenty-four, but still end up winning the basketball game. The uh, fourth quarter, the Jazz were not good down the clutch again. They went, they scored, had scored on before Fontecchio's dunk. The Jazz had were had scored on, I believe we said one of nine or one of eight possessions before Beasley's three. It was the Jazz had led this game one nineteen, or had led the game. With five one seventeen to one twelve, and scored on one of their final eight possessions, a Jordan Clarkson five foot jump shot, until Nikhil Alexander Walker hits Malik Beasley a three with seven seconds left, and then the madness happens with four point three seconds left, where Poole loses the ball, and then Beasley finds Fontecchio for the dunk. But uh, <clears throat> one thing you did miss after the three was made. Yes, Beasley made the three. Yes. What happened? What a timeout by Golden State. Did Beasley do his... I don't think so, did he? Yes, he did. Oh. 
Well, I'm surprised you would do that when you're down by one to seven know, seconds left. I just so. saw it on the replay. Oh, yeah, so I fine. wouldn't have. No. <laughs> but um, you're, you're concentrating on something else and didn't pay that much attention. But it was a huge three-point shot. Great pass there by Alexander Walker. Who? How many minutes did he get tonight? Twenty, About 29 minutes. Uh, Good for him. Walker Kessler gets the start tonight. That's a huge part of this story as well. Uh, Ron Boone, what are your thoughts on how our postgame guest, Walker Kessler, and how he did with his first start? I think that is uh, uh, he just got a starting position. I think, I think that's going to be. That's not going to be. Te- after that performance tonight, that's not temporary? No, I don't think that's temporary. I think um, Will got enough out of that, out of him playing the floor, that you know those minutes are definitely there for him. Now, he gets 24 minutes. He was getting close to that, about 21 minutes, I think, coming off the bench. So maybe his, his time on the floor maybe doesn't change to the point where he's playing 28, 29, 30 minutes. But uh, that starting role was, is probably his. Interesting. The Warriors ended up with 35 shots at the rim. They ended up with 20 of them in the second half. They only shoot 22 of 35 at the rim. A uh, quick check on that is... 63%. That's in the 27th percentile of all rim shooting. So that's probably some Walker Kessler. Clay Thompson was not very good tonight. Yeah. He has not been good in the clutch either, by the way. He was 0 of 5 in the fourth quarter. I believe he was 0 of 4 in the clutch tonight. So he is now 4 or 3 in the clutch. He's 4 of 20 this year in the clutch coming uh, for the season. So that was not a great finish for Clay. And they were without Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins. Jazz were without Lowry Markinen. Uh, I thought it was interesting also, Ron, the balance of the Jazz tonight. They're without Lowry Markinen, and they end up with, what would, did they finish with, seven or eight players in double figures? They said seven, seven players. And then somebody had eight or nine. Rudy Gay had nine. Yeah, Rudy Gay had nine. So, Walter Kessler gets five block shots, and that ties the season high. Oh, that, so Walker Kessler's final line tonight, 10 points, 12 rebounds, an assist, one turnover, five blocks. He was even on the plus-minus. Boy, plus-minus tonight does not tell the story. Alexander Walker was outstanding. Alexander Walker comes into the game. It's 82-78 in the third quarter. He changes the game largely. and gives the Jazz a nine-point advantage, 100-91. And Alexander Walker also has to finish the game because Colin Sexton goes out with a hamstring injury, then makes the big plays late. And he has the worst plus-minus of anyone tonight. So none of that seems to make any sense at all um, tonight. Uh, all right, it is probably time for our two stars. There's just so much to talk about, but I'll do it tomorrow on the program, um, on the regular program. Ron? I'm going to let you go first tonight. Well, I, I'm going to go think... Simone Fontecchio, 18 points, and the slam dunk to close the game. He gets one of my stars. Okay, then one of mine will definitely go to definitely. Beasley. Beasley. The three on the other side. The Does Nikhil Alexander-Walker deserve any love here? Yeah. Seven rebounds, yeah, four assists. Five blocks. Three steals. The steal that makes the play and Alexander-Walker plays down the stretch as the point guard, which is the first time he's done that and the first time we've won a clutch game since Mike a, Conley went out. Is there a bonus tonight or anything for, you know? So if you were to give out two stars. If I was to get out a bonus. And what would be your bonus? <laughs> what, oh, what would be my bonus? Probably Alexander-Walker. All right, and so you would go Beasley, Alexander, Walker, and then Simone gets the bonus for the dunk to end it? Gotcha. All right, that is our two stars tonight. You can vote on YouTube as well. Thanks very much for tuning in. This has been Postcast. I'll be back with you for Locked on Jazz tomorrow, trying to digest all of it. I'll go rewatch, uh, reanalyze, retalk, do all of it tonight. Talk to you soon. Maybe I'll just do a show at like 2 o'clock in the morning because I'll still be fired up. Who knows? Talk to you soon. <laughs>
Yeah.